Hi, I'm Kerry, Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. And this has been a tough week. Actually, it's been a, a tough month. Uh, as I look at my charts, it looks to me like this whole fiasco started shortly after Thanksgiving. And I got to thinking that a lot of my tribe members um, are probably experiencing a lot of fear. And I need to address that because a lot of them have never experienced what we're going through before. And I, I got to thinking, when, when in my life did I really experience fear? Um, I know I experienced fear when I was eight years old when my, when my mother died. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I had nobody really to talk to. Uh, except my older brother, but he was just 18 months older than me, and he didn't know what was going to happen either. Um, and as a result of that, then when in 2014, when my daughter died, I didn't have fear. Uh, I had a lot of pain. I had a lot of anguish and anxiety. Um, it hurt me, but I knew I would survive because I survived before. And then I got to thinking, well, yeah, but that's that's different. That's not really fear. That's just, but I guess it is. And then I remembered back when I was a young kid, um, I went to a haunted house. I was quite young, uh, probably six years old, and someone jumped out and scared me. I mean, really scared me. I peed my pants. <laughs> Very embarrassed about that, but that's what happened. But, you know, the next Halloween, when we went to the to the haunted house, I wasn't scared because I knew what was going to happen. I knew that I would walk through the haunted house and they would maybe make me put my hands in something and tell me it was brains or and it was really spaghetti or, you know, whatever. But I knew I'd walk out the back door and I'd be okay. And that's exactly what I think a lot of you are experiencing because you've never been through this before. You've never experienced a crash in the stock market and understood what the elements were at play and what was facilitating that and how, how you could see to the other side that it's all going to be okay. So that's what I want to talk to you about in the video and share with you my perception and how I reconcile the fear and basically put my mind at ease. So that's what this video is about. And, and it's a Sunday, so uh, we've had a couple of days to uh, recoup from the fear of last week. But let's talk about that and see if we can't collectively say, it'll be okay. Be right back with you. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I've mentioned in the past I rely very heavily on tradingviews.com. And if you want a discount to, to get it, there's an affiliate link in the description. And I, I, I refer quite often to this chart. Um, and I, I show you that uh, 
the the increase of the stock market is basically facilitated, in my mind anyway, through innovation uh, and liquidity. You got to have both. You got to have money to finance the change that innovation and technology are, are bringing you. If you don't have the money, you don't have the, the ability to innovate, and then you don't have the ability, the, the finances, to market your innovation. It's like when I, when I was growing up, I, we always said, you can, you can invent a better mousetrap, but if you don't have the funds to market it, no one will ever know about it. And that's true. And we, we've, we've crossed a threshold um, of celebration just this past week that pretty much went unnoticed. I have not heard anybody mention anything about it on the financial networks, or I haven't seen anything in, in the Wall Street Journal on it. But what happened was we, we crossed the 30 trillion, 3OT, $30 trillion national debt. Um, and I want you to, this is, this is a picture of the, uh, the debt clock. And as you can see, it is at 30 trillion, what is that? Uh, 10 billion, 100 million, 94, well, I don't know, <laughs> 94,000 $465. That was as of this morning. And that clock just keeps ticking. If you have never seen this, it's at um, nationaldebt.org. Um, and it's kind of a, I, I was going to say it's kind of a fun thing, but it's not. It's really kind of pathetic. And, and what I want to do is then go back to this chart and show you the growth of the debt. Uh, and and I, I start my chart in um, 2000. And in 2000, our national debt was $4 trillion. Now, I like to say it, it took us about a little over 200 years to get to $4 trillion. And then you can say, see, by 08, we doubled it. <laughs> From 2000 to 2008, we went to $8 trillion. And then... Um, now in 20, and, and, oh, and then in 2020, we were at 20 trillion. So we went from four to uh, 20 trillion in 20 years. And then we went from 20 trillion to 30 trillion in two years. <laughs> yeah, in two years. So I've always said that money has to go someplace. So where does it go? Well, I, th th then what you see I've put alongside it is, is the triple Qs representing the uh, NASDAQ 100. And you can see that that money ended up, trickled through your hands, my hands. In my case, I took some of it and invested it. And that's where the bulk of it ended up. And so that is what has driven the stock market. So the question then becomes, does it stop there? Um, are we going to add to the debt? And as a result of that, the stock market will continue to go up. And if we do have a pullback fear, you know, when you went to the haunted house and you peed your pants, well, we did that 
We did that back in um, 2000 with the dot-com bubble. We got so excited about this new revolutionary um, data revolution or uh, uh, that, that we just ran the prices of stuff up silly. And uh, then we peed our pants and the market came down and it lasted, the, the crash lasted 18 months. Uh, as a result, we, we pumped a little bit of money into the market, and then we went on a, a, a banking craziness and um, basically loaned people money that didn't, couldn't pay it back, and they bought, bought multiple houses and rented them out, and, and then the subprime crisis happened. Again, we peed our pants, and, and the market fell, uh, looks like the, the, the NASDAQ or the QQQs dropped something in the neighborhood of, uh, I think that says 52%, or is it 20, 29%, but that, and that lasted eight months. So after eight months, we cleaned ourselves up and uh, went, went about our business and started to climb again. At that point, as I said, we had a, a debt of um, $8 trillion. Well, a lot of banks were on the ropes. Uh, General Motors uh, filed bankruptcy. Um, nobody went to jail. Uh, a lot of people lost their homes. And, uh, but the government created what was called quantitative easing. And that's where they took the national debt from $8 trillion over the next, um, uh, what, eight years, no, 10 years, 2018, to 18 trillion. So we pumped 10 trillion dollars into the into the market over that 10-year period and the market responded to it as you can see. And and then we had a few more bumps in the road, Peter pants a few more times, and then we 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 just yes, and, and and look how look how this thing just it turned on a dime and zoom, went zipping up as we threw from 2020 till 2022, $10 trillion in, in two years. And the mark, so we know where it went. Uh, we all remember Eastman Kodak. Remember the, the, the photo company that was going to create the vaccine? Um, <laughs> and then we all remember Lordtown Motors. And, and what was that one that was, uh, that was going to build all the, um, the electric cars or v delivery vehicles for the U.S. post office. And, and then we had that crazy AMC and, um, and the, the, where you rented your videos. It, it was just silliness. And then, then we had all these SPACs, all the couldn't wait to go through an IPO and have actual validation of the profitability and the feasibility of success. No, we found a way around that and we created, again, exuberance, comparable to the dot-com bubble. We created a false, and it was all financed by government money. It's funny to me that the Republicans, and I'm not political at all. I really don't give a damn who's in the White House or who's in, because that they they really aren't going to affect my life. Um, they they really won't. 
So my, and, and I see the Republicans saying, oh, Joe's just going to put us more in debt, more in debt. Well, wait a second. Uh, during Donald's uh, tenure, um, our debt went from $20 trillion um, to $29 trillion. In, 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 in 2020, he pumped, he pumped, and it wasn't him, it was Powell, it was, it, it was Janet Yellen. They, they printed $9 trillion in one year and basically just sent it out, put it in the mail or dropped it into your account. And that's what created this enormous surge. But it taught us that there was a reckoning day. And right now we're in that reckoning day. We're, we're, we're adjusting. We're peeing our pants. Um, we saw Tesla. We saw young people, old people, whomever, buy Tesla, buy Neo, buy whatever. And as they bought them, they went up in value. So they used leverage, margin loans, to increase their investment. And then when when we fell off the cliff right after Thanksgiving, they had margin calls. We have more margin out still than we have any other time in history because of the $10 trillion that we've pumped into the economy over the last two years. So if theoretically, it, we could have we put out 10 and then then the market went and borrowed another five, okay? And now the snowball went over the top of the hill and it's tumbling down. And as that is happening, we are having fear. And again, think about this. What is inflation? Inflation is when there is more money to buy goods than there are goods. Has that happened? Yeah. The pandemic caused that. We had ships sitting out in the in the Atlantic and the and and the Pacific Ocean couldn't get in. Um, we had things. I I what was it? I I uh, Nita and I are remodeling our house, and we went to buy some uh, sofas, and and I said, well, yeah, what we like this one, and it was five thousand dollars for a sofa. <laughs> My God, and I said, well. Um, when could we have it? And they said, eight months. <laughs> I said, what? Is it made in China? And, oh, no, it's made in South Carolina. Really? Really? It takes it that long? <laughs> yeah, it's a supply chain problem. Eight months. Um, so that's the world we're living in, and that's the world that we that that is causing inflation because... I guess what they're asking me is, well, maybe if you'll pay six thousand rather than five thousand, we can get it to you in four months. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to do that, but uh, uh, I won't go there. So, my point to you is, interest rates are a temporary thing. Now, why do I believe interest rates going up and inflation are is, is a temporary thing? Because we will get rid of this virus. And as we get rid of this virus, we'll get back to employment. 
uh, we'll get back to um, where we bring the supply chain back to the United States. I, I think that's a given. We can't allow our supply chain to be held in China. If you read the Wall Street Journal this last week, China and Russia have just entered into a new uh, trading agreement. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, do you think maybe 3D printing and the supply chain will come back to Yeah, because we can, and more importantly, because we must. And why must we? Fear. What do you think is happening in Washington right now as China and Russia enter into an agreement and Germany starts shaking at their knees because they need Russia's oil. All of Europe needs Russia's oil. And China doesn't have any. So do you think there's any fear? Do you think anybody in Washington is peeing their pants and saying, we, we've been through this before? We called it Vietnam. Uh, we called it World War II. People are picking sides. So fear is appearing somewhere else. So my, my basic thesis is I just need to sit down, relax, and realize what is going to happen. Looking at this, I believe we've got, we're about 60 days into peeing our pants and the market reacting and I think we potentially have another 60 days. That would make it a, a four-month event of, of rocky movement. And then at that point, I believe innovation and technology will step in. I believe at that point we will address the healthcare situation uh, and move to health cure as a result of biotechnology. I believe that will be facilitated by artificial intelligence, and we will get through it. We have, if you watched my videos earlier, you have seen that Big Pharma is stepping up now and saying, hey, Little Pharma, Little Biotech, we need to help you move this through faster. And oh, by the way, we want to share in the profits with it. That's a good thing. That's, that's creating a better world, and it's going to make us more secure. We've got big data, and we've got the big six that are adjusting. I, I, I want to just touch on, I've touched on the Facebook situation. I go back to and look at what happened at Facebook. If you listen to their CEO on the, the quarterly call, he talked about TikTok and how TikTok has touched into their, their advertising situation. I know that Nita and I uh, at least once a day go to Facebook, but our grandkids never do. Our children do, but our grandkids never do. They use Snapchat. They, they, think, they think Facebook is for old people. So I would say, okay, is this mean that, that Facebook is going to become a has-been? No, I don't believe that. 
because I say, okay, when has that happened before that someone got replaced and they're no longer here? Well, do y'all remember Polaroid or, or Eastman Kodak? Do you know who invented in 1978, I believe it was, the first uh, digital camera? Eastman Kodak. They didn't adapt to it. Do you remember Sears and Roebuck? The, do you remember the catalog that they discontinued? And who, who reinvented the catalog? Guy by the name of Jeff Bezos. Uh, he started with books, and now it's the everything store. That could have been Sears Roebuck, but they didn't adapt. Well, Mark, on the other hand, is adapting. He even changed the name of his company because he did not want to carry the burden of the name Facebook because my grandkids don't use it. So he said, if they won't use Facebook, maybe I can get them to use Meta. The other thing I think you need to recognize, and this is, I was thinking about this last night. How much do you spend a month on stamps? Do you get anything in your mailbox that, that you, you care about, that you want? No. But do you remember when you used to write letters? Uh, my cousin sent me an envelope uh, uh, last month, and it contained handwritten letters that my father wrote to his mother while he was in the Korean War. That's how people communicated. And then we got email. And then we got Facebook. And now we've got nobody wants to write. Everybody wants to create a video. And that's the explosion of YouTube. And that's what Mark recognized. And that's why he has stories on his YouTube page that I don't, as I go down, or excuse me, Facebook page, as I go down my Facebook page, I don't stop. I don't, I don't want to read what you wrote, but if you'll talk to me in a short video, I'll stop and listen to you. So that's adaptation. Mark is not like Sears Roebuck. He's adapting his channel, his platform, to the needs of my grandchildren. That's what's happening. So that's why I'm okay. That's why I will not give up the big six. Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, and NVIDIA. I won't give them up because these are the smartest people in the room. Again, I, I saw a on Twitter, uh, a very prominent Twitter, Twitter, and I'm pretty heavy on Twitter. I'm getting into it. I, I enjoy sharing my mind. So look me up. It's uh, Best of Us Investors on Twitter. And, and this guy said his, his tweet was, um, the Wall Street is nothing more than a huge casino. And, and I wrote back, if that's what you believe, pack your suitcase and go home. What I think Wall Street is, is my opportunity, no, my privilege to invest in some of the smartest people in the world. 
I can invest in Jeff Bezos. I can invest in Elon Musk. I can invest in in the Steve Jobs and and and, and I can invest in Tim Tim Cook or or Bill Gates and their predecessors. I can invest in those companies. I cannot duplicate them. I don't have the brain power or the, the, the knowledge or the experience. I cannot produce a NVIDIA chip. As much as I want to, I can go out on my workbench and I can't produce one, but I can own part of that company. No, Wall Street is, is a casino if you play their game, but if you skip the slot machines, the roulette table, and the blackjack table, and go back to the poker table and play in that game, and you've done your studying, and you've done your reading, and you know what you know, and you know what they know, you can win. It is my privilege to educate myself, to become knowledgeable, and then go participate in the growth of some of the best companies in the world. So, don't be fearful. Be smart and go clean up. I know you peed your pants. Talk to you next week. Thank you.